Want to get a story in the newspaper about your business? I'm going to let you in on a secret. That press release about your new product or service is not going to cut it. But you can get stories if you can get a little bit creative. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And these days, well, let's face it, as long as any of us have owned businesses, getting noticed has always been an important part of our success. And press releases are a great way to do that. But how do you do that? Well, for the answer to that question, I've turned to Mickey Kennedy. He is the founder and president of e-releases. This small business leader for press release distribution is celebrating 22 years in business. He's an expert at helping small businesses increase their visibility and credibility. And he's here today to share some valuable insights. Mickey, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Mickey, everybody thinks they have a story that the, the media should just fall all over themselves for. Is that true? I think it is true. I think that most people have several stories that the media would be interested in. It's just a matter of finding it. So many people go to the obvious route of doing a press release, like a new hire or a new fresh refresh of their website or something along those lines. And they really should be thinking more strategically about what they can put out. We have worked with local carpet companies in New Jersey, an auto repair shop in Pennsylvania, and those are two of our most successful clients. They've generated tons of publicity and PR, and yet, you know, there, there's nothing obviously newsworthy about them. And it's, it's a matter of making your own news. And, uh, a, you know, a tip I'd like to share is uh, surveys and studies. Those work very well with the media. The media loves and craves data, uh, numbers of all types. And the auto repair shop in Pennsylvania uh, did a survey of other independent auto repair shops. And one of the questions they asked, which was the breakthrough question for them was, what's the strangest thing you found in a customer's car? And they put together a list of the top 20 strange things and all the other results from the study. And it went viral. Uh, everybody started publishing articles like top five strangest things found in a uh, customer's car, top 10 things. Um, there was 20 to choose from. The journalists picked and choose what they thought was the most interesting and built really interesting stories around it. Um, and so, the, so that's something anyone can do. I love that idea of creating a small survey because that is something that can be really easy. There are lots of free survey tools that you can use. You can distribute it on social media. You can distribute it in your newsletter and ask the question. And I love that they found that one little nugget and ran with it. Right. And in their case, they didn't have an, uh, a relationship with a lot of other auto repair shops. So they didn't know how they were going to get the survey out. And I suggested uh, a small trade association. Small trade associations get no love. It's all the large ones. And so the small trade association was like, yes, we'll send your survey to all of our members and promote it on social media. We'd love to be mentioned in the press release that you're doing because, you know, a lot of them are looking for visibility as well. And that added credibility to that auto repair shop and it went uh, it went viral and they actually got local newspaper pickup as well. They were mostly looking for links from trade publications to help their SEO. Uh, but you know 
customers came in and said, hey, I saw you uh, in that uh, article in the newspaper. And that was really wild. You know, a boa constrictor, a grandma <laughs> left in an urn, really strange, <laughs> interesting things uh, that people have left in their car. As a uh, content marketer, this just makes my heart happy because I can just see all the photographs or clip art that you could use and do a, a week-long campaign where you would share one of these a day in social media to kind of keep that story right. going. And the, the local carpet company, New Jersey, did a completely different approach for them. They were doing a monthly campaign with us. And after five months of nothing, I said, we have to really have a brainstorm here and figure out something we can talk about. They shared that their biggest enemy was uh, the big box home improvement stores. And they went through how they have to market against them and how they're not really a good value for most people. Uh, according to him, it mostly came down to padding. And uh, so... Uh, we did a press release that focused on marketing and it turns out none of the trade publications talk about marketing, but obviously their subscribers want to. After the release went out, he got picked up in over 10 trade publications. We didn't even realize there were that many floor <laughs> trade publications out there. And a couple of them came back and said, give us more. Our people love this. It was generated the most traffic and the most positive responses across most of the trade publications uh, because there was a vacuum, a blind spot that the industry wasn't discussing marketing, but it was obvious something that their people and subscribers were really interested in. And we did that a few times and it continued to work. Anytime we talked about marketing and tips and things like that, in that space, it, it worked really well. And I imagine there's blind spots in everyone's industry. Awesome. So really, if I would boil this down, you really kind of hit on two great strategies. The first is do a survey ask questions, learn something. But then also that idea of leaning on your, quote, trade associations. And, and all of us have some type of organization that we turn to for, I don't know, even if it's just sharing business tips that we can lean into. Those are great tips. What about writing the press release itself? Do you have any do's and don'ts because you know you can download a boilerplate here's what a press release should look like right. ho hum yawn right so um the headline's the most important especially if you're issuing it over a newswire like we do with uh, pr newswire and uh it's because the stream that the journalists look at are industry specific and it is just headline driven. So they'll click through if the headline is interesting to them. And, you know, it's sort of like the same principle applies. The opening sentence and the opening paragraph is going to be the most important because this job is to pull you in and get you to read the rest of that press release. Um, that being said, press releases aren't very exotic. They're usually written. Uh, you want to write it in the third person. If you have anything uh, in the first person, you put it in quotes. Uh, quotes are a great way to include something in the press release. Don't make it something that can easily be paraphrased. Make your quote stand out so that the journalist says, I want to build a story around that quote. That is such a great, compelling quote. That's a great way to, to uh, you know, get an article written about you is to have an amazing quote in the press release. Um, the rest is, is pretty standard. Um, I really think that a lot of people spend a lot of effort trying to make the press release 
as uh, well written as possible. I think that's great, but that's not where the magic happens. You don't get picked up or not picked up because your press release is phenomenal. You get picked up because of what you're announcing. And that gets back to strategy and how I feel like um, strategy is the most important part of, of a press release. And it happens before you write. It's about what you're choosing to write about. And, and that's where you can make a big difference between, oh, should we write about this new vice president of HR or should we write about something a little more strategic that, you know, will probably get more interest. And I always say, you know, if you're going to spend the money to send a release over a service, including a newswire, really go out there with uh, the, you know, the best bait that you've got and try to make it as captivating as possible. Awesome. You hit on strategy. So let's, let's kind of jump to that for a minute. How do you kind of think strategically about about your stories? Is there a process that you go through? So I recently created a masterclass where I just interrogate and um, explore strategies, the ones that work. And so I have eight uh, strategies in this masterclass that I created. It's completely free. I created it for my customers because so many of them are sending the same safe press releases that aren't really getting a lot of results. And so I, I, I explored all my customers that do really well. And what I found is it's the same customers doing the same thing that's just winning each time they do it. And so uh, the, the studies and surveys was one. The industry blind spots was another uh um, of those strategies. Uh, but if you wanted to look at it, you could just go to ereleases.com slash plan, P-L-A-N, and it's completely free. It's less than an hour. You will know more than most PR firms about press release strategy, and you'll definitely get an education into what works, and it works for anyone. Uh, if it can work for an auto repair shop in Pennsylvania, uh, a local carpet company in New Jersey, it can work for you. Everyone thinks that I'm not newsworthy, but you, you, you are, and you can be and you are worth getting out there and getting uh, uh you know some media attention the uh, customers that you get from this earned media tend to be the most loyal and the most profitable they never open a window and say can i get this cheaper on amazon or something like that they want to do business with that company they read about there's an uh, an emotional attachment there uh there's it's almost like an implied endorsement when the new york times or someone writes about you and so you you can't capture that with advertising and it's really a great way to to bring in new customers that is absolutely true i have a a funny story where i was interviewed 12 years ago on NPR and somebody heard it. They were located in Boston and he thought I was like this huge company. It, it was me and four people, but he became a client. And to this day, he is a client. And it was all based on that one conversation. And you're right. There is, you, you really nailed it when you said there's that implied expertise. Mickey, I am so excited that you could join us today we are going to include a link to ereleases.com slash plan so that everybody can get your course. I'm going to take it too. Great. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other resources for your small business, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.